Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Instant Everything. My name is Prabir, and with me, as always, professional animal voice <laughs> actor Kevin Han. Hello. I'm, I'm so good at the animal impressions. Um, ask me about my elephant sometime. Sometime. If you run into Kevin in this, on the streets, ask him to do this Christopher Walken elephant impression. <laughs> it's out of this world. Oh, wowie, wowie. <laughs> Oh um, my. Man, oh my indeed. We have a pretty spectacular evening planned here oh, yeah. at Instant Everything. And hopefully you guys are enjoying it at whatever hour of the day you're experiencing it. Today we will be talking about work, the relevance of work, and subsequently play. Work is important. Productivity is very important to the human species. We've had to be productive to outlive some pretty crazy situations. Absolutely, yeah. We're facing some pretty weird situations. Sure. And so it's a good time to discuss work. And to discuss work, we will be chatting with James Crenshaw, the director of Gather, which is pretty cool. We actually record all these pieces from Gather, incidentally. And uh, to talk about the play portion, we'll be talking to Mariel Rando of Sportable, which is a really cool organization. Yeah, I was doing some uh, research on Sportable, and uh, yeah, they are they, 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 they seem awesome. And uh, I was looking at the, uh, the brochure that's here at the office, Gather, and uh, I, I saw three faces I recognized right there when Absolutely. I unfolded the, 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 the literature, and uh, it looks incredible, man. I can't wait to talk to her. Yeah. Hey, before we get into our work and play song and dance, uh, let's take a quick moment to thank RVA News for being a fantastic organization. Thank you, RVA for News. For the many years of just great community coverage. I've and been, yeah, I've been, I've been in town for four years, and uh, RVA News, is def- I've, learned, I've learned so much about this community, this town, this city uh, from RVA News. It's uh, very beautifully written descriptions of life here in Richmond with just enough sass to always put a smile on someone's mm-hmm. face. Certainly. So just wanted to say thank you to RVA News for being great. Thanks, That's guys. all. Okay, so um, let's talk about work and, and play. But before we get with James and Muriel, we always have to get through our segment here. Let's do Just the Facts. Just, just the Facts. Just the <laughs> Facts, man. When we do the instant everything on hippies, I can't wait to do Just the Facts, man. Just the Facts, man. All right, so uh, we'll talk about some interesting work and play-related facts. Yeah. And then I've got some crazy numbers. Yeah, you got the numbers this month. I love doing the numbers. Yeah, numbers, man. I like the crazy facts, but I love the numbers. You yeah. know. I'll go for it, go man. For it. So uh, my first fact is uh, something with which maybe all of y'all are familiar, most of y'all are familiar. I don't know about you, Prabir, but uh, it starts with the number one company to work for seven years running. Do you know what it is? Yeah, my glasses rule. Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel, absolutely. But it's Google. Big uh, surprise, big surprise. Sure. Um, dude, so they're the number one company to work for seven years in a row. I got a little list of some of the perks. That's uh, that's part of my first fact. Okay. Um, seven years in a row, top job to work for is Google. Um, they provide, working for them, they provide you three organic meals a day. Rumor has it there's snacks within 150 feet of every work area. They don't want you to be hungry. Okay. Jeez. Um, on-site oil changes, haircuts, spa, uh, spa truck, and a bike repair truck. Uh, let's see it. Nap pods. <laughs> uh, on-site laundry rooms. The list goes on, but that's, wow. that's, that's what I've written down among the wow. many things. Yeah. Did you say spa truck? Spa truck. Yeah, I guess you hop in a truck and uh, you get, get a spa. A spa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when is... What okay? I can't wait till it just becomes cool to have things in buildings again. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be so cool. 
Because this dentist truck yeah. bullshit's getting out of control. Dude, when, yeah, especially the mobile dentist truck when they hit the pothole. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh. 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 Every ugh. time. Every time. I hate that the tooth. My next fact. Uh, it's a two-parter. Um, so the number one hobby in America is gardening. Okay, that's this is my, really this is the play aspect of work okay. and play. Uh, number one hobby in America is gardening, but that's cool. And I love gardening. I love composting. I love all that. But I wanted to find something strange. Uh, like, what's a strange hobby? So the number one strange hobby in America, in my opinion, is uh, extreme ironing. Oh, okay. whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is that? It started in the UK. And actually, let me, read, let me read what they have to say about their organization. According to the Extreme Ironing Bureau, extreme ironing is the latest dangerous sport that comp- combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. Uh, this guy, <laughs> this guy was, uh, from what I read, this guy was a rock climber who worked at a knitwear factory and, uh, he got off, got off work one day and he went to go rock climbing and he was like, man, I'm going to do some, uh, dude, this is what I read. I'm going to do some ironing while I'm rock climbing and some German rock climbers saw him doing it. And, uh, I was like, that's so efficient. Yeah. Germans, <laughs> you know how they are. So. It's kind of spread from there. Interesting. Okay, so that's the weirdest pastime, I would say, in general. Absolutely. Not just as it relates to work, but just in general. Yeah. For my for my last fact, we're back to the work aspect. And then I was I was thinking, like, uh, so the number one company I work for is Google. They're, they're, they're literally called Googlers. Um, what's what's a strange job to do in the world? And that's um, it's in uh, Tehran, Iran, uh, the capital of Iran. You can be a car plate blocker. What? So there's so many cars on the road in Iran that um, here's what they do in Iran. On one day, if your car has an even-numbered license plate, you can be on the road. The next oh, day, sure. if your car has an odd-numbered license plate, you can be on the road. But not, not, not both at the same time. And what they do is they put cameras in high-traffic volume areas uh, to, to, to capture people, people's license plates that are breaking the law. So what you can do is you can pay somebody a few. Uh, do you know the Ira- Iranian currency? No, I, sure I don't, don't. But you can pay them a few of those and uh, and have somebody stand behind your car while you drive in the slow moving traffic areas <laughs> to block your license plate from the camera. Ah, I and see. That's clever. Yeah, that's ingenious. License plate blocker, uh, Tehran, Iran. Do you think the license plate blocker like? has to have like a background check or drug <laughs> screening. Like. I think I think if you look like you're in need of money and you're in the area where those cameras are posted, you're probably a qualified license plate blocker. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well I know that uh, if everything disintegrates here then I have a bright future in where did you say Tehran? Yeah, yeah. Capital of Iran. I'm there man. Let's go brother. Cool. Let's block some plates. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got for me, man? Okay, so it's interesting that you mentioned the license plate blocker, actually, because my first number is 70. 70? I like that number. That's the percentage of the planet that works. So seventy. So there's 30% that's... Just chilling. Yeah. Well, you know, there's kids. Right. There's retired people. Mm-hmm. There's people that choose to not work. And then there's people that are, like, out of work for injuries or reasons that have gotten them out of work. And then there's also, you know... Rich kids, you know, that don't have to do anything, you know. I've known some of those, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're cool. We need them. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so uh, 70% of the world works, right? Which is pretty pretty neat. Which turns out to be 5.3 billion employees. Wow. That's that in that 70% caveat right there. 
Okay, so in the United States, there are 3.8 million jobs available right now. Right now. Right now, folks, go 3. get them. 3.8, yeah. Go get them. I'll take, I'll, I'll take 1.2 million. Yeah, may I have five yeah. of the <laughs> easiest ones that pay the most? <laughs> Oh, those aren't the ones that are available. I see. I see. Do they block car plates yeah. in the states? <laughs> That's an effective thing, though, at certain intersections. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If you've got a good friend at Broad and Meadow, you're clean, dude. Right on. You know? um, I decided the first fact was so global mm. that it was time to get local. This is a Richmond, Virginia job fact. Highest paid occupation on average in Richmond, Virginia of which 490 em- there are 490 employees, is a general practitioner. Oh, okay. Which means that their average salary, the highest in the city as an average salary, is $183,650. Nice. That's pretty good. Oh, hell yeah. What I thought was very interesting, though, is that coming in number two is other specialist dentists. Right? Nice. And they pull in $151,810, of which there are zero employed. How does that work? Those dentist trucks aren't in Richmond or... (laughs) They're still in Austin and Portland, (laughs) dog. Um, But yeah, there you go. General practitioners, $183,650. Average salary, of which there are 490 people in Richmond that are worth that much. Track them down, get them to buy some shots. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) All right, and my final number, uh, this was my favorite little fact that was dug up. Is 13. 13? Okay. Considered an unlucky number by many. But 13 is, in fact, the age that most Americans say they started working. Wow. Of which their first job, they claim, is babysitting. Okay. That cool. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. My first job, so my father uh, my father had a general contracting company growing up. And uh, my first job, I must have been like 11 or 12, picking up trash on construction sites. That's where uh, it began. In the wintertime, I would start a little trash fire. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I remember how much I made only because <clears throat> one of my, uh, I guess he was a coworker, even though he's like 30 plus years older than me. That's cool. You can call uh, him a coworker. He was like, he was like yeah. how much is your dad paying you? I was like, $5 an hour. $5 an hour. And his reaction was a bit extreme. And I was like, why? Is that like, is he paying me more than you? Is that a <laughs> lot of money? And the guy was like, no, no, no. He's not, he's not paying you more than me. I love when I talk to... I. You know, just from having to, like, I do class appearances periodically Mm. to talk to kids or whatever. And when I talk to them, it is really funny how, like, money and age is so weird to kids. Like, it's so, or they just, the perspective is so different, you know, because everyone's always convinced I'm either, like, you know, 20 or, like, 60. I'm not sure either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, they're either, like, you're 20 or other people will be, like, I don't know, are you 60? It's like, well, you guys, really? Those those are two big extremes. And then with money, it's crazy because I'll ask them, like, how much do you think this NASA program costs? And they'll be, like, $600? And I'm, like, no. And then they'll give me the other number where they're, like, $46 Like, it's never never (laughs) anything logical. So if you're a kid and you're listening to this, Get your shit together. Yeah, get it together, guys. For real. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's do this. Let's let's do this. That's yeah. the phrase that we use around let's the do gather. This. You're a gather. So if we're going to do this, then uh, I think we need to have the maestro join us. James himself. I think so. Nice. All right. All right. So today we're going to talk about work and play, and who better to talk about work with than James Crenshaw, director of Gather, right here with us. What's up, James? How's it going for beer? Good Thanks beer. for having me. Of course, of course. So we've recorded all of these things here, by the way. And it's been so easy because you have such a wonderful place here 
for people that don't know, what is Gather? Gather is a co-working space. Mm -hmm. uh, we are in downtown Richmond, Virginia at 5th and Main Street, and we provide a space for small businesses, entrepreneurs, tech startups, freelancers to run their business. So the great part about it is, you know, we provide all the amenities, all the conference rooms, the AV equipment, the building, the coffee, the beer, but really you get to meet some awesome people. It's a, a self-selected group of people that are all here because they want to get to know other ambitious Richmond business owners and there's nowhere else to meet them. You know, you can be here and within one day there's 85 different small business people to know. I think the first time I invited you here was for the Maker Series. Oh yeah, that was I awesome. Think, right? Mm -hmm. A yeah. long time ago. Mm -hmm. So you, there's events here, there's uh, Maker Series is tomorrow. Like yeah, we do events yeah. uh, all the time. So we have a set of recurring gather hosted events and then our members can host events here as well. So. You know, sitting in the space right now, there's events going on that I don't even know about. It's right. always activity happening. And then there's a second location. Opening soon. About to pop. Yeah, we're hoping it's going to pop July 1st. July 1st. Okay. Of nice. this year, which is like three weeks away. And we've already got that place almost three quarters full. So uh, between the two locations, we'll be over 200 gather members, you know, full-time gather members where that's where they do their business. Got it. And they'll all have that one common thread together. Whereas before, they might not have ever known each other, but now they're all tied together. So we're going to kind of focus in on work, right? So that's kind of the, we're going for the work thing this time around on the show. And so you basically have devoted your life right now, at least, or right now, what, right now what's occupying most of your life, I presume, is making sure that other people have a place to work, right? So what is it about work that pulled, like, what is it about this field that's so attractive to you? Well, really, I was drawn to work at Gather just because I like the feeling of community. You know, co-working, a co-working space has community by default. It's so easy just to be separated through our computers, all in our little houses, working on our computers and not knowing each other. Here, you're in a physical space where you can see and maybe touch other humans and know they're there and then get to know them uh, on a personal level as well as a professional level. So yeah. I can sit back and I can work hard and make this a great space, but also I watch it fill up with great people and see the impact they're having on each other and therefore the impact I had on them. That's awesome. It's uh, it's so open, but so intimate at the same time. I, I really do enjoy my time here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is there, it's, it's an, you could have done something comparable with let's say an artist space, right? Or you could, because that's effectively the same thing. Where right. You put community together that are being productive. What is it about this kind of, entrepreneurial thing that uh, drew you towards it? Well, I'm not an artist, so <laughs> okay. you know, it would kind of be well, a little I funny. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Well, I don't know when I'm an artist, yeah. which that's the definition of a true artist. Yeah. <laughs> All you other artists the, are funny. The artist formerly known as James. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, this is this is uh, an environment that I could see myself using in the, in the capacity that I am, you know. So um, you just need a computer. You come in here and you get your stuff done, and then you get to meet the other people that are in the space and learn what they're doing. We've got nonprofits and tech startups to traditional businesses that are cleaning companies or talent agencies. You know, it's all over the board: accountants, financial planners. Um, so. We have people that are doing startups called Zoomer, which are play off of Uber and restaurant food delivery, paint night, lots of restaurants. I mean, lots of businesses I could name, um, but I could I, I relate to them because I, I do like to be creative and, and think of different businesses I can start. So this is a great, you know, outreach for me in that sense. How many 
how many people are involved in the world of Gather right now, total? So we've got about 85 full-time members Oof, at Gather. Nice. Yeah, so, and then once the new space opens, that'll about double right off the bat. And we'll, we'll have more capacity at the new space. Um, we're not full there yet, but it's set up to hold more people. And, um, it, and it's an ebb and flow. There's some, sometimes there's people, sometimes, you know, like the memberships aren't permanent. Right, they're month to month and they're 24 seven. So you can come and go as you please. Uh, you know, it's pretty much the busiest between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. But, you know, right now there's probably about 20 people in this building right now and it's 7.30 at night. Um, it's month to month commitment. So you can commit on a busy time of the year for your business and then when you're not busy or if you wanna go travel and do what you want, the cool thing about a lot of these businesses is they own their business and they go do, they, they live their life how they want to live it. You know, their, their work becomes part of their life probably. It's such a, it's such a cool community too. I mean, there's so many people here that hang out now outside right. of, outside of. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know? And it's always funny to run into people that are gather people outside of this place because they immediately go into this like gather mode. You know, um, I, one example I was at, oh, shockingly of all places bamboo and i ran into two other gather people there and the first thing they said was like gather at bamboo and I was like, <laughs> or well, you know a lot of people go to bamboo or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but but they see it as this like strong tie which is right. like, which is a uh, you know kudos to you That's yeah because they're choosing to pay for it a lot of times out of their own pocket and it kind of shows that maybe those individuals don't think of work as this uh task they have to do but work is part of their life you know this is a lifestyle choice to be part of gather you know we have a gym kegerator coffee lounges everything game room and then you can get your business done uh, but you know i think it's reward some people find it rewarding to live a life that their work just happens to happen at the same time absolutely i agree with that i mean we spend a third of our lives sleeping uh and then so much of it working why not make it fun yeah. and uh, enjoyable and so many different faces coming and going from this space i've met a lot of great people here very passionate about what they do. So, James, uh, what is your work history? Uh, my work history is related around new crops. Started there, uh, worked there for six years while going to school, you know, high school and college. Then I went and worked at an aluminum company called Alcoa, uh, which was a great experience, but I don't know how I ended up working at an aluminum company doing logistics, because it just happened, really. Um, Worked there, then they wanted me to move to Knoxville, Tennessee, but I'm, I'm from Richmond and I really like Richmond and I felt like you know it was an opportunity for a change. So then I took a severance, left Alcoa, spent two years just kind of doing odds and ends. I started an event planning company called Experience REA, did brewery tours, festivals, um, fundraisers, and that led me to the people who run, own Gather, and, and now I'm uh, a partner in Gather, and we're really hoping to take this to the next level. The second location's filling up, and we're hoping to play in third and fourth pretty soon. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't awesome. wait to meet all these new faces. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Kevin, they can't wait to meet you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, so if we had to talk about dream jobs when you were a kid, some people say astronaut, some people say cowboy, whatever. What was James Crenshaw's dream job? I really don't think I thought about it. I think I was just going to school and getting good grades, B's and A's, not straight A's. Uh, <laughs> Thanks and, for clarifying. And I thought, I kind of always think, I thought, well, I'll figure that out when I'm older. Mm -hmm. You know, that's right. not for today. So I don't think I had a dream job. I just kind of always did things that were interesting to me. And then luckily it's led me here and I... 
I don't think that in third grade I could have picked this out as what I'm doing, right. but I think I enjoy this more than anything I could have picked out when I was in third grade. Right. That's third grade good. was a good year though. You know, you <laughs> what happened? Learn how to multiply. Oh, <laughs> nice, and dude. Write in cursive. See, you know. So two signatures things. Uh, on contracts and numbers. Gosh, yeah. the business mind was setting in for a young James Crenshaw. I stopped learning it. then. I just <laughs> yeah. it was the last two. It was, it was coasting after that. Bees and A's. Bees and A's. Bees and A's can get you through a lot, man. Were there any people in your life that had any kind of, you know, adult jobs that you were like, always like, huh, that guy's got a pretty... You know, now that you asked that question, that would have been a good mindset to have. But no, I didn't pay any attention to it. (laughs) My dad had an office and I used to love going to his office and just going sit at everybody's desk and playing with the stuff on their desk. But I don't know that I was really... I wanted to do anything career-wise. I just liked not being in the house. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, you ended up with a whole bunch of offices. So. Oh, yeah, wow. I still do the same thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's not that bad. Okay, so then the other side of it is play. So, okay, so play, you like playing. I know just from having talked to you the hundreds of times that I get to talk to you, um, that you like doing things other than work. You're outside a lot. You're, you know, you like nature. Right. You like all that. What, what, what's, what compels you to that? as like the other end of your time. Well, I guess if you've got work and then you've got play. I mean, you need an outlet to have fun, right? I don't know that I even figured out what is the most fun thing that I do with my life, but I try to go explore different fun things all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I do these sports a lot, these River City sports or, you know, intramural sports leagues. Um, playing's fun. Playing's fun. <laughs> I don't think I could have said it better myself. <laughs> Also, I think with the play, I don't feel like I really hit home the answer there, Okay. but I don't know if I will. But sometimes, you know, when you're faced with a problem and you you, you get the question, the problem, and you try to figure it out, it doesn't happen. But if you take your mind off of it absolutely, and, and yeah. then you put your mind on something else, somehow the answer is sitting there when you come back to it. And you feel so good about it, too. You're like, yeah. oh. Of oh, course. Yes. So being able to take your mind off of it yeah. right. is Keeping important. your mind active on other things. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and, then, and using it in a physical nature too. Like I, I feel like that helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. Work through things. Yeah. Now, I don't know how you balance that with just flat out procrastinating because I do that too. <laughs> uh, you know, like oh, I'll get back to this later because the answer will be there. Procrastination is so easy. It so is easy. easy. I'm so really fun. good at it. It's like it's like uh, getting a you know slice of dollar pizza from Seven Eleven. It's mm. just you know you shouldn't, but it's late. <laughs> Christian's pizza after midnight or that. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Just something that's just easy. Um, all right. So here is my question to you about what you've been doing for the last couple of years. What's one of the things that's just like etched into your mind as a permanent memory of, you know, a high or a low or a weird moment or something that is only possible when you take a complete group of strangers and have them put their mental livelihood into one room. That's a good question for beer. That was a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a little complex, but... Yeah. Well, basically just what's one thing that sticks out. What's well, up? one thing that, that I enjoy that isn't a one-time thing, but if, you know, we have this big wide open room, we call it our co-working room. There's about 50 seats in it. So I can go, I can just walk through there and be about 30 people in there and people are talking with each other. And I can think to myself, you know what? They, they're talking to each other like they really know each other, you know, and that would not have happened if, if we hadn't put this energy in together. So I'm, I can look across the room and see Giles talking to Lauren and think, you know, obviously those two are meant to be friends, you know, but they wouldn't have been friends if, if Gather hadn't existed or it, it wouldn't have happened in the same time and same way. So that, that does feel good. And that, that circles you back to that whole purpose of 
why did you why did you James go down this route of, of starting gather or forming gather um, and it kind of it's a rewarding fulfilling full circle type absolutely thing. awesome man and they do and they do become friends oh That's absolutely one thing yeah like noticed it's like yeah because sure. as an adult it's not always easy to make new friends or relationships sure. you know right and so this is a place where it is easier you know yeah. we, we and with facilitate. people from very different walks of life i, lo- mm-hmm. I love it i yeah. love it yeah you know interestingly most people make their longest term relationships at work right in their adult life i mm-hmm. mean that's usually where people meet their wives or husbands or whatever you know james you meet so many different people all the time and there's so many people to keep track of and uh they're all doing some each person's doing something so drastically different do you ever have trouble keeping track of all the names and all the faces you know that was one of the uh, harder parts about this when i first started because i you know we open gather and i'm thinking all right i'm letting everybody in richmond know about this i'm gonna go all the networking events i can yeah you know we were given tours of the space three or four times a day and at first i was just all i was soaking in every word that the person on the tour the potential customer would say and get excited about their business and then then six months later i might not even recognize that face because i see so many faces that day so really having to be intentional have some processes in place where at the end of the day i kind of recap what happened and then you know that repetition of looking at the person's face again on the computer and and thinking about them again helps you remember them but yeah it's a lot of people you know i'm probably given three tours a day five days a week yeah, for that's two what years I was, that's what i was going to say is that in addition to all these people you're also meeting brand new right, people right. every day yeah and now two locations were so the, the cool thing is now i'm faced with the challenge of how do i grow gather into multiple locations without losing the feel and the intimacy that's here so you know that's what i have to help with. We'll, we'll have community managers at each location that'll that'll step in and do some of that because i'm not gonna be able to remember the the daughters the kids names of all 250 members no, here no way i barely remember the kids names of you know my friends right and who has kids and who doesn't and yeah i'm lucky to be here i mean there's you you know the by the the place filled with people is what makes it special i just try to kind of make sure they have all what they need right so well done man cool well done kudos uh well james is the expert on work but there's another side to that coin that we need to explore absolutely ready let's do it let's do it Okay, so work is work. Work happens all the time. Work is work, but after work you have to play, and it's so important to play, and therefore, let's talk about play a little bit with our guest, Marielle Rando. Hey, Marielle, what's up? Hey there, Premier. How's it going? Going super well, super well. We've So we're taking a lot of time today to discuss work, and uh, the other end of it, of course, is you gotta relax, you gotta chill out, you gotta entertain the soul, you gotta do whatever, you know, and for a lot of people, Play involves athletics. Tell us what you do with play every single day. I work at a uh, organization called Sportable, and we provide adaptive sports for people with a physical disability or a visual impairment. We provide 12 different sports, um, so that includes everything from kayaking to wheelchair basketball to um, we facilitate um, our athletes to do triathlons. We do archery, air rifle lots of different things and uh really really uh is super great work i think it's interesting because that's an aspect of play that for you is work yeah right yeah exactly i was just thinking about that today as i was leaving i left you know a little bit after five o'clock i was the last one to leave and 
uh, I was like, you know what? People are going to be coming to this facility at this time and like in a few hours to come play. But I work here and I was thinking about how lucky I am to uh, to have that job. So that was a pretty cool thought I had today. Nice. How do you play when you're not working? Um, so I grew up playing soccer and I still play on a couple of different soccer teams um, out, outdoors and indoors. I coach a U11 girls soccer team, which is pretty cool. Um, I like to do triathlons myself um, and I enjoy reading. I enjoy playing uh, playing some table tennis or ping pong, if you nice, will, nice. fishing and just kind of and I really enjoy being outside and um, trying to discover Richmond a little bit more. So that's pretty much what I do. Cool. What drew you into uh, your work? Well, um, I grew up playing soccer um, ever since I was four years old. Uh, that's, when I, that's when I started playing and I saw my brother doing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really want to do that. Nice. And I, I remember if you've ever seen the movie The Big Green, I would always mm. like watch that the day before soccer season started. <laughs> Yeah, I just grew up playing soccer and, you know, it really, it gave me a lot personally. Um, I felt as though I had a lot of uh, confidence when I was in high school and I definitely thought I was a little bit different from a lot of other girls who didn't play sports because I um, I wasn't, you know, I had a lot of like self-efficacy where a lot of girls were looking to be affirmed via their looks and, um, you know, whether it be from other things you know like drinking and stuff but I I just kind of focused on soccer and got a lot of who I am my self-esteem from that so uh, when I got to college I knew that I wanted to give back to that particular thing so um, thing that made me kind of like a whole being and gave me so much and I think made me a little bit less superficial so I wanted to go into women's sports what and I didn't know exactly what that looked like I thought maybe I'd go into being an athletic director or something but um, I ended up kind of falling into the job that I am doing right now um, I went into grad school I got my bachelor's in sports and exercise and then went into grad school for um, it's a it's called the Center for Sport Leadership at VCU and took an internship within VCU Athletics and VCU Athletics was great but uh, I really decided that I wanted to go the route where you use sport as a mechanism to really help people and uh, rather than for money so uh, I found Sportable and you know just really fell in love with it and really just fell in love with all of our athletes. Nice. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, oddly enough, I just found out that there are a few gather folks that have been with you in uh, the f- recent few months. Uh-huh. Volunteering, yep. right? Yep. Yep. That's right. Uh, we So one of our athletes worked here um, when he was just getting out of college. He was in a startup. He was a, he was a, uh, a software engineer and he was a UX designer. Um, so he was here at Gather with his company, and he met a couple a couple of folks here working at some other companies. And when they found out that about his accident, he was in a uh, car accident where he fell asleep on the wheel at Christmas Eve, and he was in a coma for about 20 days. And um, in January of 2015, and you know after after you know he got out of his coma and he started doing rehab and whatnot, he uh, joined Sportable and. Some people um, heard, some people who worked here at Gather heard about him. And uh, and so they decided that they wanted to help him and help him run. And they helped him run a half marathon, which is pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. yeah. 
I remember when all the training was happening, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm so glad there are great people in this world. It yeah. It makes me feel so good to know that there are good people in the world. Yeah. You know, if you, you, ever you need... being one of them for, for what you <laughs> devote your life to. You know? <laughs> if you ever need to be, uh, to be reassured that there are, you definitely need to come check out what we do because all of our volunteers volunteer so much of their time to yeah. our organization and to help, you know, just to help out people and help that make them make their lives a little bit better so yeah it's really great well keep up the great work I mean, <laughs> you know truly when when we met uh about winter time or whatever so the the way that we met actually is uh one of the athletes was also the recipient of the uh of the governor's stem, award. STEM awards mm -hmm. you know because oh, he had nice. created a device that uh allowed him to use the um uh, keyboard, even though he did not have the use of his fingers, mm -hmm. I believe is the yep. easiest way to describe that, yeah. right? Um, it's, it's actually much more complicated than that, but that's the quick description. Um, and just remarkably, you know, what's amazing is like the things that these guys are doing are actual impacts that are making profound, profound contributions to the positivity that the mind needs, you mm -hmm. know? across the board absolutely and that and, guy, and, and i don't mean just for yeah. the athletes i mean like for me like knowing that you're out there makes me feel better well that's you know that's good to know and, and, yeah. and watching you like here in this room while we record watching you marielle uh, talk about your work uh, i could see that it moves you like I oh could see yeah it in your eyes i oh, can yeah. see the emotion and i can see the passion and that's awesome yeah um and, and, and your work is also kind of play and also this like uh life reaffirming sort of thing and it's like all rolled into one and i think that's awesome yeah that's a yeah that's exactly right and even i was telling my boss this isn't a job this is a lifestyle yeah. uh, because these people are not only my clients but my friends and yeah. the people that i also trust and yeah. lean on and <clears throat> it's it's one big happy family at sportable and anybody's always welcome to join the family and my boss is like, you know, maybe you, you should take some yeah. time and do something for I yourself. I heard Puerto Rico's great this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So if, if, let's say, one were to be interested in joining the family at any capacity, where would you want them to go immediately to get more information? Our website is a great place to start, sportable.org. Um, and that's just sportable, A-B-L-E, all one word. Um, and you can just start by clicking on contribute and then you can either obviously do it uh, monetarily or you can uh, click on volunteer and just fill out a form to volunteer and then you come to a training and at that hour training you go through a disability etiquette kind of thing and cool. you learn about the Paralympic movement and what that means and where we stand, where the U.S. is with um, all their Paralympic sports and um, so you just go through an hour training, then you're all set and you get a, get a cool t-shirt and nice. uh, become part of our army, army of orange. Oh, wow. You do good and get a great shirt. <laughs> well, so let's talk a little bit about work because that's why we are here. Yes. Okay. This is tech. We're on the clock right now. <laughs> you and I are on the clock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, uh, went through a bunch of work related information that we just wanted to kind of share with you and get your feedback. Prabir took the numbers angle this month. So I'm going with the, uh, the crazy facts, the wow facts, the gee whiz sort of facts. And uh, to start it all off, the number one company to work for is, do you, do you have any idea what it might be? Do you want to take a stab at it? In terms of like quality of work or mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the most amount of people who work for that company? The number one company in terms of quality of work. What do you think it might uh, be? You won't be, you won't be surprised when I tell you. But you it, might, 
It's either Google or Amazon. It's Google. It's Google. It's Google. It's Google. She's good. Um, Let me tell you, so Google's been number one for seven years in a row now. They've they've only been on that list for 10 years of top 100 or so companies work for. Seven of those years, they've been number one. Let me give you some of the reasons why they're number one, some of the amenities of working for Google. Uh, Three organic meals a day. Uh, Rumor has it there's snacks within 100 feet of 150 feet of all work areas. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? On-site oil changes, haircuts, a spa. For those of you listening, uh, Marielle's mouth just went agape (laughs) when she heard on-site oil (laughs) changes. (laughs) I've never seen a more emotionally visceral reaction happen so silently. Her face went from like, I'm normal human to like, what in the world are you talking about? (laughs) Not a sound is made. I forget this is like an auditory thing, so that's like the worst thing that could happen. What? That's crazy. Do you have anything with oil changes? What? Well, she's so like, busy. She's so busy with her volunteering. And her yeah, yeah. She doesn't have time for an oil. You change. know what I do to get oil changes? I like go to the Midas Give Blood thing so that I can get a free oil. <laughs> You're change. volunteering when you get your oil changed. Oh my goodness. Your boss is right. You need to find some boundaries. <laughs> but you're all you're you're the lifestyle. You're the whole package. I <laughs> she is. She is. All right. Uh, let's see. On-site oil changes, haircuts. Uh, we've all heard, we've all we're all familiar with food trucks. Uh, spa truck. Spa truck uh, so <laughs> bike awesome. repair truck uh nap pods on-site laundry etc 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 the list goes on um, uh, so great so of, of the three facts my next one of work and play goes play so the number one hobby in the country according to uh, marist poll groups is gardening but i wanted to find out the strangest hobby and the strangest hobby in my opinion is uh maybe y'all could work this into uh sportable i'm not sure but <laughs> Extreme ironing. Extreme ironing. Yeah, it's where you take a really hot iron and just like hit people with it. No, I'm what? No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. uh, there was that reaction again. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this time we got a what out of you. I, I saw photos of a guy on a kayak ironing his clothes. Yeah, uh, it's the real uh, deal. You know what? I have seen that. Yeah, okay, yeah. You, and like on the top of like a cliff and stuff. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's silly. Uh, for the third. <laughs> <laughs> it's very silly. It's very silly. Now we've defined what the silly boundary is. <laughs> it's very UK. German yeah. for sure. Ironing in a normal room, not silly. <laughs> not silly. Ironing on a cliff, silly. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> That's when it gets strange. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, or underwater. That's or underwater, yeah, underwater, yeah. How are you going to iron uh, underwater? You know, sometimes I do my ironing underwater. For my, for my third fact, I went back to the work aspect of work and play. My third fact is, uh, what's a strange job to have? Um, I found out there's a job you can do in Iran, uh, Tehran, Iran, the capital of Iran. Uh, you can be a car license plate blocker. All right, so in Iran, on one day of the week, if you have an even, even numbered license plate, you can be on the road. On the next day of the week, if you have an odd numbered license plate, you can be on the road. There's so many cars on the road. Oh, like, just they have to because work there's out so the many. Oh, okay. And there's cameras to keep everybody accountable. Like they, They'll see if you're not supposed to be on the road. Oh, yeah. You're on the road. So... You can hire people to stand in front of your license plate while you drive. <laughs> I guess it's just there's so much traffic's moving so slow. You can be a car license plate blocker in Iran. Um, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I wonder how well that pays. Uh, probably not we, that. We well. looked into it. It's uh, six figures with lots of benefits. <laughs> they have oil changes it, on yeah, site. Yeah, maybe. it goes it goes beyond Google. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the license plate blocking industry is a very demanding, <laughs> very cutthroat industry around the world. If I'm going to funnel money into an IRA, it's going to be through Do that. Yeah, <laughs> car plate blocking. There's always money in the car plate blocking yeah. booth. Okay. Uh, so with, with that said, there are numbers that match all of the working trends all over the planet. And so this month, it was my turn to play with the numbers. So here's what we got. Okay, first number is 70. 70%, 70% of the planet works. So wow. The, yeah, and that's okay. why that's why you have jobs like uh, license plate blocker. Yeah. yeah. That's a job. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> then then uh, I wanted to look up something that's global. I wanted to think a little more local. And so I, I looked up what is, on average, the highest paying job in Richmond, Virginia. Like, who, who's making okay. the most? So there are 490 people in Richmond, Virginia that are family and general practitioners that are pulling in $183,650. Wow. Yeah. Now, what's more interesting than that to me is that the number two uh, slot goes to other specialist dentists. Okay. <laughs> this is according to usawage.com, by the way. This is for dentist. Richmond, Virginia specifically. So other specialist dentists, they pull in $151,810 wow. a year. Pretty good. Yeah. However, guess how many there are in Richmond? Zero. No specialty dentists? Yeah, so how can it be the second highest paying job if no one has it? I guess they're in a transition. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. If you're a, um, if you're an other specialty dentist yeah. and you're looking for work, it's out there. What do you there. think that specialty is though? Like the, the dentist truck we were talking about. Oh, the dentist <laughs> truck, yeah. yeah. Or maybe like you can like carve like letters into teeth or something. That would be kind of neat. Or or people that do um, that take your wisdom teeth out. I think that's normal dentist. Oh I really? I thought that was an oral surgeon. Oral surgeon, okay, but you think that's that special? Uh, there's none of them. I know, like oral surgeons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. So I, don't that's think that, I don't think that's maybe the they category. install grills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, yeah we have grills. a very limited clientele. <laughs> we, get, we get two clients a year, and they don't. They even, pay all in cash. Yeah, they just get it all done with. It usually involves a lot of like uh, cool gold dollar signs. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so the final thing is uh, I looked up the average first time people in the United States start working and what their job is. And the number that that gave me was 13. 13 years old is when the average American starts working or claims to have started working. And their first job... Can is, I guess? Yeah, please. Okay. 13 years old. Babysitting? Oh! Why are you cheating? Are you cheating? <laughs> it's babysitting. So here's the funny thing. That was my first job. Babysitting. Do you, I presume you have some history of babysitting uh, with the confidence I, in how you said it. I think I, I think I did it one time. I didn't really babysit because I think I was a little bit younger than thirteen. I think I was about eleven or twelve, um, but I just like played in the back with their kids and just like watched nice. them so that their mom could get housework done. So that's what I, that's why I thought that. Cool. Well, hey, thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you for doing what you do. Thanks that for is so amazing. Uh, Sportable dot org yep. is the best way to cool. get in cool. there, right? Get in there, get yeah. In there. Get in the family. Uh-huh, yeah. It's a big family, yeah? Yeah. Um, cool. And, of course, a huge thank you to James Crenshaw for chatting with us about all things work. And beyond that, a you know general thank you for letting us record in here every month. So yeah, thanks, absolutely. James. Thank you so much, James. And uh, once again, we said it at the beginning of the show, but we have to say it again because it's just so important. So important. The biggest hug, high five, and, um, you know, pat on the shoulder and a slide down the back uh, <laughs> to rvanews.com for being just the, the last, you know, what, 
for me, like the last eight years worth of the seven, moment, the moment I set seven like, years worth of just like Richmond knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. The moment I got to Richmond, I was learning about Richmond through RVAnews.com. So thank you for being wonderful friends, RVAnews.com, and uh, thank you for all the awesome stuff that you've done over the years. That's it for Instant Everything. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Kevin, for being the best guitar player in, in any <laughs> band anyone could ever ask for. You're welcome, brother. And we'll see you guys next time. Check us out on MyGlassesRule.com. And, of course, as always, stay cool, man. Peace. Peace. Bye.